Blog Talk Radio. I'll have some good days. I'll have some hills to climb. I've had some weary days and some lonely nights. But when I when I look around and I think things over. You know what? All of my good days, outweigh my bad days. I walk on brothers. Sometimes the clouds hang low. I can hardly. The road. I ask the question, Lord, Lord, why so much pain? But He
Good evening, radio fan. We count the privilege again to have this opportunity to come before you in the name of Jesus. Uh, for in the name of Jesus, every knee must bow, every tongue must confess that Jesus is the Christ. So we come this evening with a wonderful message. This evening we're going to go right on to the message. God wants us to talk with this morning about living a Christian life the Bible way. You got a lot of people living the Christian life, but they're living it day way. But God wants us to live it his way because if we live it our way, we're going to hear him say, depart from me. I know you're not, for your work was in iniquity. That means you prophesied in vain. Some's going to say, Lord, I prophesied in your name. I preached in your name. I ran revivals in your name and went to Sunday school and Bible study uh, in, in, in your name. I became an apostle in your name, a prophet in your name. They're going to say, depart from me because I know you're not, for your work was in iniquity. You didn't repent from your work. You didn't get saved. He said, I know you're not. Now, understand, he's not talking to someone who had been saved. He's not talking to someone who had been saved and their bachelor is. He's talking to someone who never been saved because he said, I know you're not. He said, depart from me, for I know you're not. In other words, he said he was married to the bachelor, so you know he know the bachelor. He talks, so we get this verse, all means and think he's talking to individual Christians who messed up and, and, and didn't, didn't live so that they could make it into the kingdom and call it that mistake. Uh, 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 the Lord didn't know them. No, he said, I know you not. Other words, you didn't never get saved. You got to know me, but you didn't get to know me personally. You didn't let me save your soul. You didn't have a personal relationship with me. So that's why he said, depart, but I know you're not for your works within iniquity. You got so many people tell you, and the reason I say that because you got so many people walking and tell you, I'm just as saved as you are. You heard that so many times. I'm just as saved as you are. This is what I tell them. Are you in trouble then? Are you just as saved as I am? Because and I'm doing the best I can to be saved myself. I'm barely getting by. You got a nerve to compare yourself to me? You better find somebody else to compare yourself to. You know that it's not, not that's not a big statement. I'm I'm just as saved as you are. We all saved by grace. That's why the Bible said we should scarcely make an end. I used to, I was puzzled by that scripture. I said, here I'm living the best. I know how to all the work I'm doing for the Lord. Then he's going to tell me I'm going to scarcely make an end. And what the Lord let me know, I said, God, what that means, all the hard work I'm doing, running revivals, all running all over the world, preaching the gospel, diving, women, boy, God, then you're going to tell me out of all this hard work, I'm going to scarcely make an end? He said, because you're not going to make an end by your work. He said, I thank you for your work. Your work is appreciated. I'm rewarded for your work. But you're not going to make it in heaven by your word. He said, by grace are you saved. That's not of yourself. It's the gift of God. Then he said, and it's not a word that any man should I appreciate your word. I'm glad you got work. You need work. But your work is not going to get you in heaven. It's your grace. And I give everyone the same measure of grace. All the, everybody going to be saved by grace. That's why he made that statement back here when he said he called some that morning. At four, at, at some that morning at seven o'clock, some at nine, some at eleven, and some he called at four thirty. But when five o'clock came, he paid all of them the same. He gave them all the same. Those that came at seven o'clock thought it was wrong for him to pay them the same thing that they paid them, and they put person come at four thirty, and he gave them the same thing. He gave the one that came at seven o'clock a.m., and he gave them the same thing that came at four. 4.30 p.m., and the one at 7 a.m. thought it was wrong for him to pay them the same thing. They done worked all day, and they only came at the last hour. And then he still turned around and paid them the same amount of money. He, he asked them a question. Did I not agree with you at 7 o'clock to pay you a certain amount? Yes. Did I pay you? Yes. 
Well, then why are you getting mad if I want to pay them the same thing I pay in my money? I ain't touching nothing from you. I gave you what I promised to pay you. So why you should you get mad if I take my money and pay that man the same thing? I ain't stole a thing from you. So what are you trying to say? Those that can't last can be first. Those that first can be last, we all going to get great. We all going to get to heaven by grace. That's why he said we should firstly make it in, because without grace, we ain't going to make it. So ain't that good to know that we're going to get there by grace. Now let's talk about living a Christian life according to the Bible. So I got some scriptures. I got some scriptures that, that, uh, to bring before you, because like I said, it's going to take the word of God. The Bible says we are clean by the word that is spoken to us. It will do what's never said. Now, it don't do you no good to read God's word and don't apply it to your life. He said you got to do what it says. If it said I don't, shall not commit adultery, then you got to leave that man husband alone. Leave that man, that woman, that leave that woman, that woman, leave her husband alone. Leave that man wife alone. If it said thou shall not kill, then you can't kill. If he said, "Thou shalt not commit fornication," then that means you ain't really got no business uh, having uh, uh, a man going to bed with someone if you ain't married to them. You got to do what the scriptures say, because if you don't do what it said, then you're not sanctified. He said you are sanctified when you do what it said. Then he said we are washed by the water of the word. Ain't that something? We are what the word of God will wash you. The word of God will clean you. One songwriter picked it up and said, "What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again?" Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Now we're trying to use other things to clean ourselves with. We're trying to use other material, other method to, to cleanse ourselves other than the word of God. Honey, if the word of God don't cleanse us, we're going to be lost. We've got to be cleaned by the word of God. Romans 12 and 2 says, do not be conformed to this world. We're talking about living a Christian life now according to the Bible. Do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind that by, by testing you may discern what is the will of God and what is good and acceptable and perfect. Be not formed. In other words, the world got hit with its, its, its ways of doing things. The world got its sexual ways of doing things. And, you know, the world say a uh, different stroke for different folks. Uh, it, it's your thing, baby. Do what you want to do. See, that's what the world say. But that ain't what God say. God said, be not conformed to the world. Quit doing what the world do and do what the Bible say do. Because the world will form you. It will, it, will, it will cause you to be acting like it acts. Okay? You can't do. You can't go to the club because the world goes to the club. Oh? You just can't drink liquor because the world drinking liquor. You, 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 you can't be running around somebody's husband and wife because the world doing it. You know what I'm saying? Come on, it's okay. Uh, it ain't okay. Because God said, be not conformed to this world. But be you transformed. Now that you've been born again, you got to you got to renew your mind. He said by the renewing of your mind. You, you and when you renew, renew your mind, then you can hear how are you gonna hear the voice of the Lord. You all out in the world doing everything that the world big enough to do, and then hear you in. How might you hear the voice? You hear the voice of God. You don't know who you hear. You at the club on Friday night and church on Sunday. You gonna hear? They gonna have more than one voice running around in your head. You don't know where it's God or where's the devil. Then you'll get out there and make a shipwreck and make a mess because you thought that with the Lord when he wants the Lord. Don't y'all remember when Elijah ran from 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 Jezebel? How did when he got out there in the mountain, out there on the hill on Mount Carmel, he heard he he heard the wind blow, he heard the lightning, he had an earthquake, all them things he heard. And what did the scripture say? It was not the Lord. Then he said he heard a still small voice, and that was the Lord. See, God don't always, people think God is noisy. He had to turn something all over and break stuff in order for it to be the Lord. And he done told you gently to somebody, you need to stop. 
through your mother or your father or your sister or your brother or your family member or somebody on your job simply told you, you know, you need to stop that. You know, you need to leave that man, that you need to leave that man husband alone. But no, that didn't sound like the Lord because that was too easy. You know what I'm saying? Or you need to leave that woman husband alone. Oh, that was just too easy to be the Lord. And God will speak through people. That's why we need one another. God speaks to one another. We, we, we are brothers keeper, and we won't listen. Amen. Let's go to Colossians 3 and 5 and 10. I just love the word of God because I just read it and I just eat it because, you know, that, 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 I, that's the only way I can be sanctified. That's the only way you can be sanctified. You will never be a better person if you don't take God's word and apply it in your life. Work without faith, it is. You can't talk about you're going to do it. You've got to do it. Every year we make New Year resolutions, and we're worse off this year than we were last year. Why? Because we're talking something and ain't doing nothing. Colossians 3, 5, put to death, therefore, what is earthly in your life, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desires, and covetousness, which is adultery. On account of these wrath, the wrath of God comes into to, to you once walk, when, when you want, were walking, living in them. But now you must put on all, put away all anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old man with his practice. See, the wrath of God come on these things. And then you wonder why all this is happening. We wonder why this pandemic came through. Do you not know that nothing ever happened like this, this pandemic? Yes, we have had epidemics. We have had the Blue Bonnet Pledge, and we have many other pledges that attacked other countries and other people. But we never had a pledge like the COVID that attacked the whole world. This was a, a record breaker. This was something that never happened before. You know why it attacked the whole world? Because the whole world started acting crazy. The whole world got to acting like they didn't know right from wrong. Uh, the whole world didn't know, got to acting like they didn't know that two men ain't supposed to love one another and two women ain't supposed to love one another. Uh-huh. I want the White House to hear that, too, and the Supreme Court, who took years to try to, if you're talking about they were going in a session, they'll get back, and they'll let the people know whether or not it was right and wrong for two men to marry. It's sad to have people in leadership positions sitting there in the White House, sitting up over the ruling us, and don't have the audacity, the decency to know that two men ain't got no bidding to marry one another. That's not even a question. When we were little boys and little girls, we knew better than that. Years ago when we came along, everybody knew that you didn't have to be educated to know that two men. When you saw two men walking, hugging one another, everybody knew that was a blasphemy. Oh, it was going on years ago, but when it was seen, everybody knew it was a shame. And they said, my God, this ain't right. But now it's okay because the law done been passed. But I sure notice all they do it, all they did when they when they passed the law for two men to marry one another, all they did was give you a death sentence that you didn't already know it. All they did was give you a death sentence that you didn't even know they were doing that. That all that law is is a death sentence to send you to eternal damnation, to turn send you to eternal darkness. To, to be cast in the outer darkness where they be weeping and gashing the teeth. I'm going to leave that alone. But I serve notice because the world forgot God, because we saw letting everything come in the world, come in the church, passing laws that is wrong for babies to be whipped out of a woman without no reason at all because she don't want the baby, passing laws that is corrupt. And then we want God to, to the Bible said righteousness exalts a nation. But sin is a reproach against any people. 
One writer said this in a long time ago. He was an elder gentleman. He was a Bible scholar. He said this. He said, when he said America is great because America have God. He said, but when America forget about God, America will be great no more. You know what, y'all? America almost not going to be great. America almost going to be a failure. Do you not know it is said that America and Russia are two of the greatest, greatest allies, two of the greatest forces there is in the world? Russia made a statement that when he, when he think it's vulnerable, when he think it's possible to, to destroy America, it would. America need to be at the brink. America need to wake up. Well, America is sleep. Second Corinthians 5 and 17. Therefore, if anyone is in time, he is a new creature. All have passed away. All have become new. We're a new creature, y'all. I don't even have to highlight on that, man. If you've been born again, you're a new creature. Now, all those things you did and you got in the world need to be passing away now. James 1 and 26, if anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue but deceive his heart, this person's religion is worthless. Do you not know if you can't be quiet, you just are talking to a person, telling your business and everybody else's business, that the Bible says your religion is in vain? So when religion, when, when religion comes into your life, it helps you bridle your tongue. David said, put a watch over my mind, so that I might know where I feel I am. Do you not know if you can't keep your mind shut and telling everybody business, breaking up home, breaking up the choir, breaking up marriages, calling people to lose their job, losing their friendship with someone? And the Bible says he that repeated a matter destroys chief friends. When you repeat something other than somebody told you, it can break up friendship that's been friendship for years. So you ought to be careful. That tongue that is in your mouth. So that tongue can make you lose your salvation and make you lose out with God. You set out from up there to put God in judgment. First thing he's going to do is show your tongue. He ain't got to say nothing to you. Just show your tongue. You'll know that wrong is what caused you to be the lowest out of God. Matthew 7 and 21 says, Not everyone who say to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven but the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. On that day, many would say, and I said that early, many would say, Lord, Lord, we did not prophesy in your name and cast that demon in your name and do many mighty works in your name. And then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me. Your work was in iniquity. Uh-huh. You know what it said? You will not be received by God. He said, many going to say that on that day, that they did all these things. But he's going to say, depart from me, because you did those works in sin. You didn't never get saved and thought you were saved. You got up and repeated about accepting uh, the Lord as your Savior and all those things, but you didn't allow your, your nature to be changed. Ephesians 4 and 32, be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, that God in Christ forgave us. Do you know we as Christians got to be kind? You got to be kind to mean folks. You got to be kind to honorable folks. You got to be kind to the spitefully human folks. You got to be kind to feminine. Now, you know good and well, as I sit here and talk today, that many of us is lacking in that area. People make us mad, we get mad. People make us glad, we get glad. Huh? We, 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 we like a thermostat. We like a, a thermostat. We up and down. When they turn our thermostat up, we hot. But that turn our sermon to the down, we cold. 
But we don't need to be a thermostat that somebody control when they want to. Make you mad when they want to or sad when they want to. But what we got to do is get, back, get the grace of God in us so we can love them. You can't do it without the help of God. You can't do it. You're going to need God to help, to help you to be tender hearted. You know, tender hearted like a piece of meat. You got a tender piece of meat, you take a little meat and stick right in it. But if you got a hard piece of bread, it's hard to even stick a meat to it. But our hearts are going to be tender. Forgiving, because God forgave us. James 1 and 22. But be doer of the word, and not hearers only. Deceiving yourself. So if anyone is a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like a man who looks differently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looked at himself and goes away, and once forget what he was like. But the one for he looked at himself and goes away, and see what that is, or what that is all about. As though faith you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength, comprehend with all faith, and what is the breadth and length and height. Other words, you, you know how it is when you go in the mirror, especially ladies. You know how you go in and look in the mirror, and, and, and then you go back and look in the mirror again. And then before you get ready to go to church, you go look in the mirror again. You didn't forget how you looked five minutes ago. So you go back and look there. Make sure there ain't no smear on your face. Make sure you ain't got no your lipstick is on your lips and ain't on your face. Make sure your eyeshadow over your, over your eye and ain't on top of your forehead. You know you want to make sure your hair in place. You want to make sure there ain't no, no matter running out of your eyes. That's why you go to the mirror, to check yourself out, to make sure you're presentable when you go into the world. So it is with Christianity. When you look into the Word of God, you're looking into it just like you look in a mirror. You, if, you, if the Word of God shows you got matter in your eye, and the Word of God shows you you got something on your lips, something on your face, the Word of God will show you up. And if it shows you just like looking in a mirror, that's why you look in the mirror to see what's on your face. So you look in the Word of God and see what's in your life. And when the Word of God shows you something in your life, you wouldn't let that thing on your face and you looked in the mirror and saw that your lipstick and them missed your lips and it's all on the side of you. You would fix that. You would wipe that off. You would make sure that your eye shadow was right. You would make sure your hair was in place. You would make sure there wasn't no matter in your eye. You would wipe all that stuff off so when you walk out that door, nobody would be talking about you and looking at you weird. So is with the Word of God. You look into the Word of God and it will show you you. It will show you your shortcomings. It will show you your faults. It will show you your mistakes. And then when you see them, do something about them just like you did when you were standing in front of that mirror. Don't walk out that door knowing that you got messed in your heart, knowing that you ain't right, knowing that out the wild heaven is going to call you home, and then you're going to have all this mess in your heart. Colossians 3 and 10. And have put on the new self, which is being renewed and knowledge after the image of the creator. You have put on a new self. You is not the old you no more. You is now the new you. You have put on a new you. You have put on a new person. Amen? You have put on a new person. So talk like you knew. The old person cursed, but the new person doesn't. The old person drank, but the new person doesn't. The old person ran around with other being husband and wife, but the new person don't. You have put on a new you. See, God is concerned about this because we're trying to win the church. We're trying to win the world into the church and the world looking at us and look like we're doing worse than they are, look like we're sinning worse than they is. 
Look like we having more babies in the church than the world having out there in the world. Here they is. Here's a reason for them to have babies because they ain't got they ain't got no standard to stand by. But we said we've been born again and having babies ain't married. Having babies is not married. Maybe you done made that mistake, but let that be your last mistake. Don't you have no another baby and you're not married if you're going to be a Christian, if you call yourself been born again. Don't you, don't you bring God a shame. Don't you let God down like that. You keep yourself so you, for your husband. You keep yourself for the mate that God going to give you. Don't you have no more babies, baby. Don't let them little young boys trick you having any more babies. You know what the word said. If you name the name of Christ, then you ought to walk like him. Galatians 6 and 8. For the one who sows to his own flesh, will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sowed to the spirit, will the spirit reap eternal life. If you sow to your flesh, if you keep on walking, see, Paul is trying to get the Galatians to know. See, the Galatians have been born again. They found Christ, but they're still doing fleshly things. They're still showing to the flesh. They, 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 they're still doing fleshly things. And Paul told them, if you sow to the flesh, you're going to reach corruption. You're going to, you're going to be lost. You're going to be cast out of darkness. But if you sow to the spirit, you're going to reach everlasting life. You hear me? You can't sow to the flesh and go to heaven. Please listen to me. You can't walk in the flesh and go to heaven. It's not going to work. If you want to go to heaven, you got to walk in the spirit. Huh? They who walk in the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. They who walk in the spirit do mind the things of the spirit. If you're doing the things of the flesh, you are walking in the flesh. You are on your way to destruction. You're going to lose out with God. You're going to lose your place in the kingdom of God. James, 1 John 2 and 17. 1 John 2 and 17. And the world is passing away along with its desires. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. If you want to abide forever, do God's will. Don't do the will of the world. The Bible says the things of the world are going to pass away. But if you do God's will, you're not going to pass away. One day the rapture is going to take place. You're going to be able to meet Jesus in the air. And you're going to be able to sit with him and go. Don't, be, don't get caught up with the passing away of the world, the things that the world do. The, world, the, lust, the love of the world is the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. James 4 and 6 said, but he gives more grace. Therefore, it says, God passes. He appraises, opposes the proud, but give grace to the humble. When you, walk, when you walk in God's presence, when you do the will of God, God gives you grace. God gives you grace, and, he gives, and that grace will help you live right. That grace will help you talk right. The Bible says God gives you grace. According to the marriage of Christ. That's why we need more Christ. Some people think when they got born again, got Christ, they got all the Christ they supposed to have. No, no. The Bible says you can get more Christ. As you read God's word and you fast and pray, God gives you more of his spirit. That's why he says he gives you grace according to the measure of Christ. We will never get all the Christ until we get to heaven. So we got to keep on getting more and more of him, more and more of his spirit, more and more of his presence. And the more Christ we get, the more grace we get. And the more grace we get, the more strength we have to walk this Christian walk, for his grace is sufficient. He's in 3 and 14. For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, 
that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your heart. Huh? God wants Christ to dwell in you. He will strengthen you, strengthen your inner being, not on your shoulder, not under your arm. God wants Christ to dwell on the inside of you. Psalm 11 and 3. Song 11, Proverbs 11 and 3. The integrity of the upright guides them, but the but the crookedness of the of the, the treacherous destroys him. When you walk with God, you walk with integrity. You don't walk with deceit. People trying to figure out who you are. But I don't know whether she a Christian or not. It'd be sad when nobody knows where you're a Christian. The Bible says, let your light so shine, and then they know your good work and glorify the Father which is in heaven. It should be this shouldn't be uh, ironically hard for people to know where you've been born again. Because when you get born again, everybody's going to know it. They're going to see the change. If you've been saved and you've been saved for a period of time and can't nobody tell that you're going to change, you might need to go back and get saved again. You missed something. You missed something somewhere. Ephesians 4 and 2, with all humility and gentleness. We're talking about walking the Christian walk, not living the Christian life. With all humility and gentleness. We're patient, burn with one another and love. We got the burn. We list. We so we so impatient. We so we so short fused. We we, we 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 don't have time to deal with other people's uh you know situation. That's why he said uh with humility. We ought to own ourselves and be gentle with others. Be patient. God was patient with us, so we have to be patient with one another. Because sometimes people don't get over with what they get with overnight. Sometimes sometimes. Uh, it takes some people longer than it does others. I've been there where people have, you know, because they felt like that I should have got with it overnight. They treated me bad and, and it hurt my feelings. But they thought that you, you, you know, you should have been got over this. And so, so we need to start and learn to be patient with one another, and, and put up with one another, and help one another make it. Because you never know if you live long enough, you might end up right there in that same place. Proverbs three and five: Trust in the Lord with all your heart. We're talking about living the Christian life. When you become born again, you got to trust in the Lord. Don't trust in your feelings. Don't trust in your money. Don't trust in your job. Don't trust in your family. Trust in the Lord and, all, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. He will straighten out your path. Trust the Lord with all your heart. And see, this is what God wants. God don't have all the heart of Christians because they want to give the devil some of their heart. The moment you start fooling around with the devil, God does not all have all your heart. This is how you know that God got all your heart because the devil ain't got none. This is how you know God got all your heart because the devil, your family, your loved ones, your husband, your wife, your children, your job, your money ain't got it. The Lord with all your heart and don't lean to your own understanding. That means you go coming up with your own selfish mind thinking that this is the way it ought to be done. But it said acknowledge God in all your ways. Other words, acknowledge the Lord. Tell God what you're doing. Don't try to fix it yourself. And then go getting God after you make a mess. See, Sarah made that mistake. But God told her that she was going to have a son. He didn't tell her that her handmaid was going to have a son or, her, or Abraham's servant was, a, was going to have her baby. But she took matters in her own hand and gave her husband to that, to that servant, to that, to that maid. He gave his, and look at the mistake she made. She realized later on that she had made a mistake because she leaned to her. That's what it means. She leaned to her own understanding because she thought that, that God needed her help. She thought that that's the way God wanted to fix it. No, that wasn't the way God wanted to fix it. God told her that she was going to have a child. 
When God tells you something another, he ain't got to use nobody else if he don't want to. You got to believe that God, what God said to you, he going to do it. And you don't leave your own understanding and go try to fix it yourself. God tell you he's going to bless you with a, with a, with a home, or he's going to bless you with a husband or a wife or this or that. And then you go, you know, getting out your character trying to fix it yourself. You wait on the Lord. If God said he's going to do it, he's going to do it. Okay. I know you're getting older, but just know that no matter how old you're getting, God's going to do just what he said. For he is not a lying God. Colossians 3 and 9. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its, with its practice. In other words, we don't lie to one another as Christians. If you tell somebody you're going to do something, do it. If you promise somebody something, you do it. If you borrow their money, then pay them back. <coughs> don't think because they're Christian that you should not pay them back. If you, if you agree to pay them back, then pay them back. Now, if you didn't agree to pay them back, that's a different story. But if you agree to pay them back, then you need to pay them back. Don't talk about thinking they forgot it. You try to hope they forget it. God's going to hold you. That's why the Bible says forget our debt and forgive our debt to God's going to hold you, get, owe you not guiltless for your, for your actions. Don't go born people and knowing you know you ain't going to pay them back. Be honest. And don't lie to one another. Telling one another and know you're not going to do it. Hebrews 13 and 1. Let brotherly love continue. This is something we got to do every day. We're talking about living the Christian life now. Ain't nothing like brotherly love. The Bible says, forget not to assemble ourselves together. Forget not, brothers, to get together with love one toward the other. Brothers, don't lie on one another. Brothers, don't talk about one another. Brothers, don't cheat around with one another husband and one another wife. No, brothers, don't cheat around with your, with your brother's wife. Uh, uh, no, no, don't do that. That's ungodly. That's uncalled for. That, that's, not, that's not standard for a brother. Huh? John 3 and 17, for God did not send his son unto the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Jesus did not come, listen, Jesus did not come into the world. Jesus did not come into the world to condemn us. Uh-huh. Right now, we're in a time of grace. We're in a time of grace. We need to appreciate that. We need to be glad that God sent Jesus in the world. This is a time of grace. The time of judgment is coming when the raffle takes place. Then judgment is going to be in the land, and there will be no more grace. God going to take grace away. This is, the, this is the season. This is the dispensation for the Gentiles. We that are not Jews are Gentiles. Hear me? Everyone that is not Jew is a Gentile. And this is, is the generation. This is, is, is the dispensation where Jesus Christ, God through Jesus Christ, is giving us an opportunity to be saved. But when the rapture takes place, the time for the Gentile to be saved will be done away. No more opportunity for the Gentile to be saved no more will be because this is our time right now. This is the time that we've been grafted into the family of God. This is the time we've been adopted, become, become sons and, and daughters of God. And we need to take that opportunity right now. Wow. James 2 and 8. If you really fulfill the royal law according to the scriptures, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And you are doing well. You do well. Love your neighbor as yourself. Other words, if you were hungry, you would want you would want somebody to go in the bottom of the freezer and get that old burnt food and bring you. So why are you going in the bottom of the freezer to get your burnt food? Cares about coming. The Lord told me to bring you. Didn't know that food three years old. You you, you want to be a blessing? Then you go in the top of the freezer and get that fresh food off the top of the freezer and take that to them. Then you'll be done something. You're going to throw it away anyway. 
that had a nerve to put the Lord's name on it. And know you fit to throw it away because it's free to burn. Come on. Think about what you're doing before you do it. Do it out of your heart and not for prestige. Proverbs 28 and 6, better is a poor man who walks in his integrity than a rich man who is crooked in his ways. God wants us to walk. Listen, be thankful for what you have. Be grateful for what you have. Be content with such as you have. And God will give you size, not small beginning. You hear me? Be thankful that you've got what you got. Quit trying to be like the Joneses across the street. Quit trying to be like somebody else and appreciate what God is doing for you. Appreciate what God gives you. Psalm 46 and 10, this is getting good. I like the word because the word will clean you. I want somebody getting clean, but the word is like a bar of soap. It'll clean you. Now, in my day, we didn't have those sweet soap like they got at IJ and Walmart and all that now. My mama done made that soap. They made it out of lye. It was lye soap, honey. If that lye soap didn't clean you, you wouldn't get clean. They'd take that lye soap and get all behind your elbows, all behind your knees, on your neck. And when they get through with you, and with that lye soap, you are clean. And the word of God is powerful, more powerful than lye soap. It'll clean you. A 46 and 10 song, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I'll be exalted in the earth. Sometimes you've got to be still. Still to hear God's voice. And you've got to know that he's God. Don't think he's God. You've got to know he's God. And when you know he's God, you know he can do everything but fail. James 2 and 12, so speak, so act as those who are to be judged under the law or liberty. But judgment is without mercy to one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumph over judgment. God said if you want to be, have mercy, show mercy. When you show mercy, God show mercy to you. The Bible says, blessed is the merciful, for he shall have mercy. And this is a great scripture. But we got so many merciless people. We'll holler out in a minute. Yeah, he need to be hung. Yeah, they need to, you know, they need to electrocute him. Yes, they need to get him a lease in jail. Yes, they need to kill him, what he did. Yes, it was wrong what he did. But think about what you're saying. That my, Will you say that that was your son up there? Will you say that that was your daughter up there? If your husband and wife up there? To learn how to be merciful and let the law handle their own thing. Don't you play your part. You pray for people, even when they do bad things. You pray for them, that God may have mercy on them. Where John 2 and 15, do not love the world, things in the world. If anyone loves the world, then the love of the, love of the Father is not in him. Now, don't misunderstand this scripture for you not to love the world. Other what he's trying to say is, don't forget about God and put the world before God. Your heart is full of the world. For the love of the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. He said, do not love the world and the things that are in the world. Because if you love the world more than you love God, then the love of God is not in you. I said, for the love of the Father is not in you when you love the things of the world. You know the world is wicked. You know the world is crooked. So that's what happened, that's what happened uh, whenever a lot came out of the city of Solomon and Gomorrah. And why he turned back? Because she loved what she was in. God told her, don't look back. Because it won't nothing back there but abomination. It won't nothing back there but homosexuality and lesbianism. It won't nothing back there but fear. But when she heard the sound of thunder, when she heard the roar of, of that brimstone coming from heaven, she looked it back like as though she had lost something. And when she looked back, she turned into a pillow of salt. I tell somebody, don't look back. You, God done brought you out of the world. It's over with. You leave that mess behind you. Don't look back. 
Look forward. And don't love the things of the world no more. God brought you out of the world. He brought he brought you from them things that almost destroyed you out in the club. He would what if he had let you got caught with that man husband? Or let you got caught with that being with that woman, uh huh, yes. What if he let he showed you mercy? God is a merciful God. Because he knew if you had got caught, you would have got killed. But God, uh huh, there are things right now that some of us done done that don't nobody know nothing about. That's how merciful God is. Oh, we got a oh, we got a nerve to say, whatever done in the dark gonna come to light. And you know just as well as I do, that there's things in your life that ain't came to no light yet. Because if God wanted to come to light, he could have bought the light. But for him to bought the light, he could have brought destruction. So God showed you mercy and kept it hid. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but the shepherd said, be sure you see it yeah. If you keep on doing something, eventually it is gonna find you out. You keep on doing something over and over again, keep on robbing bait, you're gonna be the best bait robber in the world. But you keep on robbing bait, they're gonna catch you out the wild. If you keep on doing something quite natural, it's gonna find you out. First Timothy six and eight. Eighteen. They ought to do good to be rich in in good works, to be generous and, and, and ready to share. They're storing up treasure for themselves as a good foundation for the future so that they may take. God is telling us to do good, to have rich works. Let our works be, be rich. Uh, 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 don't do poor work before the Lord. Let the works be rich. Lay up a foundation of good work, doing good to others. Be nice to people. You're a Christian. You've been born again. Cut out that cussing. Cut out being that mean. Get rid of that fierceness in you. You you've been born again. Let the new let the new you come alive in you. See, you got to let it come out. Let the new you. Let the Holy Ghost bring the new you out of you. First John three and, and, and three and nine says, "If we confess our sin, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness." How many know that God all, all He asks you to do is confess your sin? See, Jesus already died on the cross. <laughs> He died on the cross over 2,000 years ago. He already paid the price for your sins, but you have to confess them. He said, confess them, and he, will, he, and he said he will forgive you. Listen to this. Not only will he forgive you for all your sins that you confess it, he said he will cleanse you. And see, this is the part I keep talking about. This is the part that Christians don't want. They want to confess their sin. They want God to forgive them for their sin. Then they want to turn around and go right back to their sin. No, baby. When you confess your sin and tell God to forgive you committing adultery, you can't go back and be with that man wife no more, or that woman husband no more. You got to send them home. You got to let them go. You gonna go right back to the sin that you just confessed it? No, you need to ask God to cleanse you now. You need to say, God, help me to lead this man husband and wife alone. Help me to lead this. Help me to lead this 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 woman this woman husband alone. Help me to lead this man wife alone. In Jesus' name. And then God will help you. He'll cleanse you. He'll take the desire out of your heart so that you won't do it no more. James 3 and 17. But the wisdom from above is very pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. He's talking about the wisdom from above. A lot of people talking about they got wisdom. And you listen to what they say, and then it really ain't the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God is pure. The wisdom of God is holy. The wisdom of God is peaceful. The wisdom of God is gentle. The wisdom of God will direct you in the right direction. The wisdom of God will tell you the right thing to do. The wisdom of God will tell you how to do it. 
That's what the wisdom of God will do. Psalm, you know Psalm 23 and 6. This is a good one here. Surely goodness and mercy. When you walk before God, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This is what God wants you to do. When you serve the Lord and you live a Christian life from a, from your from, from Sunday school to you old enough to, to know better, uh, until you grow old and gray, goodness and mercy will follow you. You won't have to ask it to follow you. It'll follow you anyway. Goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. This is what God wants you. He wants you to live so that his goodness. God wants you blessed. He wants you healed. He wants you delivered. He wants you set free. He wants your children blessed. He wants your grandchildren blessed. He wants your church blessed, your church member blessed. This is God's will. He wants you blessed. He wants goodness and mercy to follow you. Hebrews 13 and 1, let brotherly love continue. Do not let the show hospitality to strangers. Listen, for therefore others have entertained angels unaware. Remember those who are in prison as though in prison with them, and those who are mistreated since you also are in the body. Remember this, we treat, we love who we want to love. We help who we want to help. We treat people who we want to treat. Honey, you have missed so many blessings. There are angels out there. Let me share something with you. There are people standing out on the street on the corner begging for money, and you won't give them none because you said uh, that all of them crooked. All of them are not crooked. You never know where the angels might be standing out there. You're not going to lose nothing when you're going in your pocketbook giving them money. If they lie, if they deceitful, God's going to judge them. But he's going to bless you for your integrity. He's going to bless you for your honesty. He's going to bless you for your kindness. You hear me? I used to wouldn't give them to, to none, none of them either. I said, oh, they all out there, uh, probably rich, probably got homes to go back to. And it may be true. Some of them may be that way. But but I was treating them all the same. So I started asking God, help me, Lord. Give me a heart. Give me a caring heart, a kind heart. There may be somebody out there who really in need, who really need a $10 or 20 And quit giving them a dollar just so you can say you did something to satisfy your conscience. Well, come on. What's a dollar going to buy? What's a $5 going to buy? Actually, what is $20 going to buy anymore? They're out there in the cold talking about they ain't got no place to stay, and you gave them $3. What do you think, $3? How many $3 that they got to get that day in order for them to get a motel room? Come on. Dig down in your heart, and believe me, God will bless you for your generosity. You quit trying to be a judge and a lawyer, too. You don't know. You don't know what condition of people and whether they're telling the truth or not. Don't you be a judge. You give it in the name of Jesus. That's why the scripture says, Give it and it shall be given. Good measure, fresh, and shaking together. You give it in the name of Jesus and leave the rest up to God. If they're doing something wrong out on that street, getting that money, it ain't going to hurt you not a bit. It's going to bless you because you did it out of the kindness of your heart. Wow. Galatians 6 and 7. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever one soweth, that will he also reap. For one who sows of the flesh, soweth of the flesh, reap corruption. For one of who sows to the spirit, will from the spirit reap eternal life. What are you trying to say again, Pastor? You can't live wrong and think you're going to heaven. You can't live a fleshly, clubby life and land up with every man, woman, dick, and hairy and think you're going to heaven. You is not, hello? You is not going to know heaven. You're judging me, Pastor. No, I ain't. I'm telling you what the word says. If you told you the flesh, you are going to reap corruption, and you know corruption is going to heaven. Do you hear me? No corruption. The Bible said no uncleanness, no unrighteousness 
No dog, no sorcerer, no unclean person will enter into the kingdom of heaven. How you will enter into the kingdom of heaven with corruption? If you walking in the flat, going to the club, dating and all that stuff, and ain't married, you are not going to heaven. Hello? And I'm coming by to help somebody. I want to, I'm trying to tell you the truth. I ain't trying to be your friend this evening. I'm trying to save your help, get your soul saved. My job is to help snatch your soul out of the hands of Satan, who doesn't see you, deceive you, got you think that you can live any kind of way because you saved, you've been born again. If you truly been born again, you ain't going to be doing this mess. Because John said that you no longer want the sin. You still want the sin. So something wrong somewhere. You act like you don't have the nature of, of, of Christ in you. But you act like you had the nature of Adam. You do not want to sin because God has changed, saved you. You've been converted. Psalm 1 and 1. This is a very familiar portion of Scripture. Blessed is the man who walked not in the counsel of the, of the wicked, nor stand in the way of sinners. I used to think that that means that you were standing in the way of a sinner because you made a mistake, so you were standing in that sinner way. That sin you committed cause somebody not get saved. That's what they preach now. You standing in the way of sinners. That did not mean that. What that mean is you live you 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 walking in the, oh, the way of a sinner. You walking like a sinner walk. Huh? You walking like cussing and lying and, and cheating and committing adultery like the sinner does. You you standing in the way of the sinner. Other words you standing like the sinner standing. You ain't standing in the way of nobody who who who, who you calling them to sin, but you standing in the lifestyle of a sinner. And God won't you have your you're not blessed if you stand it in the in the ways of sinner like a sinner doing what sinner doing. He said, No sit in the seat of the scornful. But he delight is in the law of the Lord. You're not sitting in an ungodly seat. You're not sitting in like the sinner does in that scornful seat, that ungodly seat. But your desire is in the law of God. Huh? And in God's law does you meditate day and night. You read God's word day and night and meditate on God's word. When you read God's word and meditate on it, You'll be like a tree planted by the river of water. And the reason he said river of water, because water, uh, a tree planted by the water will grow beautiful and strong with strength, because it draws its water from the river. And then when you read God's word, you'll be strong like a tree standing by the water. Colossians 3 and 5. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in your life. And, and, and listen. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, uh, impurity, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is adultery. Do you hear that? That there is to all of us. It ain't just one person now. That's to all of us. It said put to death. It said put to death. I mean, stop doing it. Put to death uh, uh, these earthly things, sexual uh, immorality. Over sexual sin, and you ain't saved. I mean, you ain't married. That ain't your husband. That ain't your wife. You ain't took that person to all and put no ring. Impurity. That's uncleanliness. Passion. Evil passion. Lust. Mm-hmm. Orgies and all that stuff. You know, switching husband and wife. Evil desire. Covetousness. You know what covetousness is, which is adultery. Covetousness that belongs to somebody else. And Romans 8 and 28, and I'm going to stop on this one. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. When you love God, walk in this Christian life, God going to make sure that all things not work out in your favor, but will walk out in his favor. It may not look like it's going to work out the good, 
what you're going through and look like it's fit to destroy you, look like it's fit to get the best of you. But the scripture says, and we know for those who love God, if you love God, I guarantee no matter what you're going through, when it's all over with, it's going to work out for your good. But God ain't no lying God. He ain't going to tell you one thing and do another. So I hope and pray that this word and made you want to search yourself. May you want to have an inventory of yourself. Make you see where you're at with God. Because if you're walking in the flesh, then you're making a serious mistake and claim to be a Christian. When no Christian walks in the flesh, Christian walks in the spirit. We'll be given a new desire, a new nature, a new mindset to serve the Lord. So search yourself and make sure that you're in the faith. Make sure you're walking in the spirit and not walking in the flesh. Because the rapture takes place now. The Bible said in Revelation that, that, that whoever on the housetop, let him stay on the housetop. That whoever in the field, let him stay on the field. Wherever you at, the Bible said stay there. Two going to be in the field, one taking the other left. Two in the field, one taking the other left. And then the scripture said, whatever you're doing when he comes, if you're filthy when he comes, you're going to be filthy still. If you're holy when he comes, you're going to be holy still. If you're righteous when he comes, you're going to be righteous still. Other words, you ain't going to have time to repent. When the rapture takes place, it's going to happen in the twinkling of an eye. It's going to happen so quick that you ain't going to have time to tell nobody you're sorry. So whatever condition you're in, when God come back in, in, the, in, in the midair, when he come back and call the church home, when the Bible says the dead in Christ shall rise first, and those that remain shall meet him in the midair, it's going to happen so quick, and you ain't going to have time to go and repent and get nothing right. So, so why did the day, the scripture said, why did the day not night? Why did it say day? Get your act together. Search yourself. If you say you're a Christian, then read the Bible and walk like you're a Christian, and God will bless you. God will bless you. God is not going to hold back your blessing, and you're a Christian. If God, your blessing has been held back, you need to check and find out what's going on, because God said he would hold no good thing for them that walk up right before us. So if your good thing has been held back, you need to check, search yourself and see it's your fault. Precious Father, we just thank you this afternoon for your word, but we can feel your word cleansing us right now. We can feel your word sanctifying us right now. We can feel your word purifying us right now. We can feel your word setting us apart, God, as Christians, God, and we might walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. Forgive us, Lord God, not only me, but the whole church world, the whole radio world. Forgive us, oh God, for our shortcomings. You say we all don't come short of the glory of God. Forgive us for coming short. Forgive us for not crossing our teeth. Forgive us for not dotting our eyes. Oh, God, we're not trying to be no big eyes and little you, but we all right here, God, in your little old hand, ask you to have mercy on us and help us to walk the walk, to talk the talk, to live the life. Help us to live so when you come back, God, we'll be able to go back with you. We'll be able to hear you say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. There will faith over a few things to make you ruler over many. Help us, oh, God, to, to, to lay down these the, 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 the sins so easy but set us. Uh, take away these strongholds in our life. Take away these habits in our life. We've done, done it so long, God, it's just hard to let it go. But help us to let it go. Help us to turn it loose. Help us to send that man wife back home and send that woman husband back home. Help us, oh God, to get out from under the sheet and know we ain't been married, oh God. Help us, oh God, to, to, to lay down these informities, the alcohol and drugs and, and, and this marijuana and all this stuff we're doing and say we've been born again. Help us to stop fulfilling the lust of the flesh and stop fulfilling the spirit, oh God. 
in the name of Jesus. Heal somebody now, right now with high blood pressure. Somebody about to have a stroke. Somebody kidney is about to fail them, oh God. In the name of Jesus. Heal somebody who's about to have a heart attack, God. Heal somebody from colon cancer. Heal somebody from prostate cancer. Heal somebody from breast cancer. Heal somebody from blood disorder cancer. White and red blood cell, God. Leukemia, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Anemic, God, in the name of Jesus. Heal right now by your mighty power. Look down on the radio world and have mercy on them, God. Somebody been sick for a long time and look like they ain't going to get well. Somebody, the doctors are sitting them home with a bad report. I come against that report, God, in the name of Jesus, that they be healed, God. I ask that you work a miracle. Let, let my voice go out on the radio world. You have anointed my voice, God, with healing. Let that healing from my voice, God, go out on the radio. And whoever they may be, they've been born again. They're a child of God that is sick, God. They've been sick for a long time. You heal, God. You work that miracle. You take them up off that bed of affliction. You take them out of that wheelchair, God. You lift them up from that stroke, God, in the name of Jesus. Give them their eyesight back, God. Call their kidneys and saw back working, God. And if they if, if need be, God, and they need a kidney, then let them find a donor, God, that will give them another kidney, God. But whatever the case may be, God, have mercy now. Let their will be done. In the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Ghost, in Jesus' name we pray and we thank you, God. Amen. A pause. And God good for giving us so many blessings. Undeserving that what we are, we should thank him, love and praise him a little bit more today, a whole lot more tomorrow. Thank God, good for giving us so many blessings. Undeserving that what we are. We should thank him, love and praise him a little bit more today, a whole lot more tomorrow. Yeah, God good for giving us so many blessings, undeserving, that's what we are. We should thank him. Love and praise him a little bit more today, a whole lot more tomorrow. Church ain't God good for giving us so many blessings, undeserving, that's what we are. We should thank him, love and praise him a little bit more today. A whole lot more tomorrow. 